Hello and welcome back to Journal Updated, a monthly game club focusing on narrative agency and choice design. That sounds pretty close to the intro that I usually do. I'm pretty sure uh, it is. I'm Nora. I'm Molly. Um, I moved since last time we recorded. You moved. I might sound a little different. Yeah, but it's good. I hope so. I'm in the apartment, the wife apartment, with my wife. The wife's apartment. Wife's at work right now, but regardless. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's the Did good you play stuff. any video games that weren't Dishonored this month? Um, yeah. Uh, I I played um, Dishonored twice. Um, Same. I also did this. You might call it. <laughs> you might say I played Dishonored two times. I wish we played Dishonored two. <laughs> I do wish we did. Well, we're going um, to. We're gonna. But uh, yeah, I played um, mostly. I did a little bit of Minecraft still, but then I just played all of Persona Five Royal between the last time we did this podcast and this time. Uh, after I finished Dishonored uh, twice, I was like, I want to do something else, and then did that. Uh, do you know what they call that game in France? Uh, what do they call it in France? Persona Five Royale with cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thank you. <laughs> thank you for bringing that to me. Thank you for just like hit it, like I teed it up, and you just let me just knock it right out. Like, I let you, you do it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what this this show's all about is uh, choice choice design. So you made the choice to play Persona Five Royal. Yeah, I did that. Um, it's it's still Persona Five. I liked Persona Five, so I did it again. Hmm. Um, I still like it. I started I, um, 5 one time when it was pretty new, and I yeah. got a couple hours in, probably like 6 or 7. Yeah, so you might have hit the first dungeon. I was in like the second or third, maybe. I don't really You remember. were in the second then. <laughs> um, the, there, it was a, it was a, it was a famous person. It was a fancy mansion. It was a it was an art uh, music. Yes, yes, that's the yeah. One. That's number two. <clears throat> okay, well that's how far I got. Yeah, I got it. I got to like the second area of that because I distinctly remember the first zone uh, that, where you could fight enemies in it and in that dungeon. Um, yeah, and you got to go back out to get a door unlocked. I don't know about that. I, my, this is like what four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that game came out. Yeah, Royal came out last year. I think Persona Five came out in either 2016 or 2017. I can't remember which. Uh, I did play four once. I played through the whole thing in a weekend because um, I was depressed, and it has an easy baby mode. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a universe where I played Persona Four because I almost bought it one time when I was driving home from Oregon just on a whim because I stopped somewhere and there's a GameStop across the street and I went in there, um, but I didn't end up doing it. But in that universe, uh, that happened. I don't know what changes otherwise, but I will have had played Persona 4, um, but I don't know anything about it. I've never looked into it. Mm-hmm. I never want to look into it. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. I'm not... this. I Listen... I will be the last person to shame anybody for liking the the games they like having yeah. homophobic or uh, that's not that's not our that's not our vibe here on the on the podcast. I think we no. like went into that last last time with Mass Effect. Yeah. 
totally um so i i i get it the people who do like that game but i i don't know i like don't want to go backwards it's it's like i enjoyed it at the time and i guess it meant something at the time and at this point i'm so far removed and so much a different person that it's completely right it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore right it's a thing i did it's not like it has not stuck with me at all in the way that uh, it does for most of the people who play that game. Yeah, a lot of people uh, either played it or watched the Giant Bomb Endurance run. I get it. Um, just you know, I didn't watch that, but I watched some best of compilations, which is better than watching the whole thing. Probably better than watching the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, I cannot fucking imagine. Uh, a lot of people also- will talk about going back and watching it again. I'm like, you guys. I know I just played Persona Five again, but you have way too much time on your hands. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the new content was neat. Um, it's very short, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know to be expected. I think I wasn't expecting a lot. They inserted some new characters into like the main uh, part of that game, which was also pretty cool. Um, yeah, they did. They they added a new character in the because I played four on the Vita, the the like golden version. Yeah. They did add, like, a new character who's a new social link, and it's, like, uh, a girl who doesn't know how to be a person, and she's trying to learn how to be a person. Like, literally, not, like, meta- not like metaphorically, not, like, vibes, not, like, this is a big <laughs> mood. This is, like, this is an artificial construct trying to become a person, I think, is what she was. Is that... No, I'm thinking of Persona 3 with that robot girl. No, her name escapes me, but she's... The one with the hat and all the pins. Marie, yeah, I don't know. maybe? Might be Marie. I think she's like some kind of ghost. Okay. Or a, um, or a spirit, whatever they're called. Shadows. Shadows. I think she's not a not a person person. Got yet. it. Uh, but that that was extremely like, uh, take the, take her out and like do human things with her and watch her be awkward about it. Uh that sort of like, you know, outsider character. Yeah, man. I everybody I ate it up. Everyone loves that character. Um, yeah. I don't remember any of the any story content added beyond that. I know that three and five add alternate protagonists. They obviously they didn't do that before. Five did not add an alternate protagonist. What? No, you don't. No, no, you just have to be the same guy. I thought I thought they said that the gar- new girl was like a playable character. Uh, you get her for the bonus dungeon that they added. Oh, I completely and didn't understand it. what that was then. Yeah, that okay. was yeah. I wish you could have played as her, because uh, that that's a Molly right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, no, that's not the. Case I guess I just sure. didn't know what that re-release was. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same fucking game. They added it is. There is so much more mechanically that I'm surprised didn't make it into base Persona 5 that it feels like they probably should have just waited the two years and made this the entire game. That's going to be a thing that you say in about 30 minutes when we talk about the Knife of Dunwall and the Great War Witches. (laughs) (laughs) You are not wrong. Immense game changers. (laughs) Big big time changes. I, Um, yeah. Did I play video games this yeah, month? Yeah, did you play any other video games? You've been very busy between work and um, moving. Yeah. I Well, okay. There's the, the two constant video games that I play every week. 
Uh huh. I keep going with Legends of Runeterra. Um, right. I I I did uh I did an expedition, which is where like you get like three options of like a handful of cards, and you like build a deck by random selection. So you did a draft. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get you have to get seven wins, and if you wi- if you lose twice in a row, you're out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the seventh one, you have to just win. You can't get a lose and then do a win afterward. So it's so the way that one works, you can have you could lose six times if you win every other game. Uh, so you could do like loss win loss win loss win loss win. As long yes, if they're all like it's a track, and then when you lose, you go under the track, and you can get back up by winning into the next into the next one you would have gotten if you had won the first one. Got it. Uh, but there's no dip after six. You just have to go straight forward and like you have to get it. Yeah. Only at one shot. Um, and then you get better. You get like you spend the coin, and you get two runs. And then the better run that you do is what the rewards you get because like each level, each each like win gets you a new tier of like what your rewards will be. Yeah. Um, I did manage to get one where I got all seven wins, and that was really fun. Yeah. It really encourages you to play with cards you don't have, which is a little bit of a bummer, because if you find something you really like, then you're like, oh, shit, I gotta fucking build a deck, and I gotta, I gotta buy all these cards. Shit. Yeah. But the, you, the, you don't get to keep the cards that you draft? No, but you can get cards as rewards. Okay. But is it random cards as rewards? Or is it I cards so. from the deck you built? I think it's random cards. Oh, well. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't paying that close attention, but that's fair. Uh, the loop of like, oh, I'm I have a thing that I'm having fun with. I'll build a deck, and now I'll just play with that for a little while, and then um, like tweak it as I go while I'm still earning rewards for playing. And then by the time I like think of a new thing or like, oh, I got a new card, I want to build something around it, I will usually have accrued enough like resources to start building a new thing sure uh, that then just keeps the cycle going yeah well that's fun yeah i also have been playing league of legends for my other podcast bummer hate to see it uh we had a very really good win recently um i mean i'm glad for you yeah yeah it's a great be, game when I you're winning. not be tricked <laughs> it's a wonderful game when you're winning yeah it's when, great when you win when your Olaf is very big, mm, chef kiss. <laughs> Any other time, I'm throwing shit at the walls. I'm I'm kicking the door. Uh, is there anything that I played? I, my brain has just been consumed with moving. Wait, no, yes, I did play video games because I bought that itch bundle, and I've been. Oh yeah, you've been playing some of those. I bought that itch bundle and have not looked at it because it is overwhelming. Yeah, you just gotta look at one page at a time. Nope, that's uh, too much stuff. <laughs> um, I started playing Minute, uh, which people might remember. I think that was a pretty uh, popular one. Yeah, Luke Luke was just telling me about that game. It's very cute and charming, and I uh, haven't gotten back to it. I hope it doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, it's charming, but it's like the type of charming that's like, mm, you're like 
standing next to the line of losing the on with, with the humor. <laughs> right. You're like you're not there, but you're like, you know, it's close. One, one turn of movement away from like just just crossing the line into okay, you're you're too cheeky. Yeah. Uh, but I'm interested in it. It's it's very fun. I played a very short visual novel called A New Life that was very impactful for me. It made me very sad to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a lesbian couple growing old together. Uh, okay. Or not. Or not, as Damn. the depending on the choices that you make in the uh, narrative. Um, but it's not like... it's it, w- it wouldn't be a good fit for this podcast, so... Um, that's not really the point of the of the choices. The choices is just to like um, get some. It like reframes scenes, like the, the first time they meet, the first time through it. The, the one of them does music, one of them does art. The uh-huh. first time I played through, the artist showed off her drawing to the other girl in their conversation. And then when I went back, um, the conversation just played out differently, and then this time the musician was like, oh, sure, if you really want to listen to it, here's, like, a thing I made. And there are, like, little changes like that that made sure. it interesting to revisit so that you could get through the different scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a very sweet story. Um, That's cute. Yeah. They have a cat named Mao, which is pretty great. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, nothing else worth mentioning, I don't think. I played some other, like, things, little things that are, were just, like, either boring or too cloying to, to really have any kind of interesting into. take. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think that's it. I've been looking around at everything in the apartment because it's just out. It's like I didn't unpack my boxes when I moved into the last place ever. So right. now I actually see the things that I own, and I'm like, damn, I should, I should play some video games. Yeah, now that you have a little bit more time, maybe you will. Yeah, I, I don't am... have any more time, actually. <laughs> What's that? I don't have any more time. Yeah, you just kept um, you just kept adding podcasts to your life. And tabletop games. <laughs> Foolish. Foolish. <laughs> uh, my next on, on the to-do list that isn't a game for this podcast is I'm going to revisit The Force Unleashed. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which Every, I everyone's on, fave. I played on PC uh, and had some issues with the controls that prevented me from finishing, but I think if I uh, pick up a PS3 disc... I own it on PS2, and that's a very different game, but I really like it. Yeah. Um, playing Force Unleashed on PS2 and Force Unleashed 2 on the Wii, those are just different things. <laughs> Those are just different oh. games. <laughs> oh, man. Playing The Force Unleashed 2 on the Wii sounds awful. I will not lie to you. That does it's, not sound good. It's got a multiplayer mode that's a Smash Brothers mode. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's great. I think about Starkiller so much. I just think about him a lot. Mm-hmm. God, he uh, he exists. He, no, he super doesn't anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but you know who does exist? Uh, Corvo, a Torvo, a Tor, a Corvo, a Torvo, a Torvo. 
That's Corvo right. the Mask Man. Corvo the Mask Man. Uh, so we played Dishonored. We played Dishonored. Um, finally, we played something good. <laughs> Soma was okay. I had th- I realized that I was being mean to Soma. Um, I I don't have anything against Soma. No, I think it was good. I think yeah. it was a fun. It, it would I would have preferred it as a ninety minute sci fi channel movie. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I would also say that about Murdered Soul Suspect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's just. I don't know, that came up recently among our friends. People were just tweeting about it, and I was just like, I want to watch this movie. Yeah, I um, um, I don't know anything about it, and I know it's not going to stay that way, but I wish it could. <laughs> don't worry, I don't think that there's any choices in there, so I'm not going to make you play it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, so, Dishonored. Yeah. Uh, what was it, 2012? Yes, October yep. 2012. Uh, my first intro to Dishonored was the Game Informer cover story, because I was getting Game Informers at the time. I think I was too. I think that's probably the same for me. And they really advertised that, like, the visual design, like, one of the people who designed City 17 from Half-Life 2 was working on Dishonored. Yeah. And I could, and that was, like, the big, the big pitch for me, personally, was, oh, this is a cool-looking thing. More than anything else. I didn't play it until years later. Uh, I played... I think I bought that game when it came out. I think I bought Dishonored when it came out. I've only ever played the PS4 re-release. I've never even seen the original version. Oh, really? Yeah, I had the 360 version for sure. Dishonored is a story of how a man, Corvo Atano, is disgraced by the mechanisms of the scheming uh not nobility specifically but like or what do you call the the people the folks in power in this game i guess they are nobility but like yeah he's like nobility he's but it's like a military nobility yeah kind of he's a he's like a he's he is the royal spy master or some shit like that the royal spy master hiram Burrow. Babbage. I was thinking I couldn't remember his last name. Hiram Hiram Shields. Hiram. Hire this man. Hire my mans. Nintendo Hiram this man. Anyway, this is general updated, not export audio. No. Basically, you return home from asking, going around to other parts of the Empire, asking for help with a big rat plague that is, uh, I guess you could say, plaguing your city of Dunwall, which is the seat of the Empire. I don't know if the Empire has a name other than the Empire. I don't think it does. Um... Empire of the Isles is, is the name that is used on the Wikipedia page. I see. Uh, and you get there, and then you meet up with the Empress and the Empress's daughter, Emily, who is definitely your daughter, but they don't say that for a while. They um, wait, like, three missions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she draws you a picture that says Daddy on it, because she's your, she's your, she's your daughter. Yeah, 
you're the you're the the Lord Protector, the Queen's or the sorry, the Empress's bodyguard, and mm-hmm. also like envoy. Um, and husband. Uh, and lowercase husband. Yeah, very very um uh not super text, subtext husband. I don't think they're actually married because he's No, they're like, not. He's just a kid off the street who got good with using a sword. Yeah. Uh and then he f- fucked the empress. He did. That is... Um Anyway, <laughs> Can I just say, it feels... Uh-huh. This game is trying... It is, It wants to do monarchy, but it also does not want to admit that they are doing king and or queen. Like, they're like, we'll just use emperor or empress. It, listen, it's different. We promise. <laughs> uh, it, I, I am very muddled on what this game thinks about monarchy. I have no um, idea. We'll get to that in the yeah. ending. Basically, assassin shows up, kills the empress, and then uh, I guess knocks you out. Yeah, knocks you out. Yeah, knocks you and out. And then everyone comes rushing over and is like, "Why did Corvo kill the empress?" Uh, and you are imprisoned and uh, held as like the murderer of the empress. But you are broken out of jail by the loyalists who wish to uh, put Emily on the throne. Uh, six while... months later, mine. Six months later, yes. So the royal spymaster is now the Lord Regent, who has taken over the city and imposed some extremely strict um, restrictions on, like, everything in the face of the Rat Plague. Like, Because it's not getting better. It's getting it, worse. It's getting much worse, actually. Um, so he's clamping down on the city and trying to, like, establish this iron-fisted rule, and the Loyalist conspiracy is this group of, uh, disgraced nobles and, uh, military cast-offs that are seeking to, uh, use this opportunity to, one, put Emily on the throne, and two, restore themselves personally to positions of authority and power. Yes. And in order to do that, you have to go down the list of targets that are the most influential people in the Lord Regent's inner circle, which are the High Overseer, who is the, I guess, like... He's in charge of the church cops. He's in charge of the church cops. Um, The church cops who wear masks and are... They're, like, the most, like, extremist uh, church... Like, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, like, constantly hunting for occult things and people and influences to purge them from the city. Yeah, they are, um, they are very, like, anti what they see as heresy. And it's very interesting because their be- whole belief system doesn't have a protagonist. It only has an antagonist in the form of the outsider. They don't have, yeah. like, a thing they worship. It is entirely, like... Here's the seven things you can do to keep, to stay safe from the outsider who is um, uh, going to kill you or, like, corrupt you. Yes. And the outsider is real. 
The Outsider is re- the Outsider is explicitly real and <laughs> deals outsider? with many people. The Outsider is real and your friend. <laughs> He's real and your friend, and also maybe the devil, but not really. He's just kind of chilling. I mean, we. I have played Dishonored too, so I know his origin story. Oh, okay. Uh, so you know, but we don't have to get into that here. Yeah, we don't. I well, I don't want to know yet. Okay. Um. Anyway. So you go through all these these targets until you get to the Lord Regent himself, and you take care of him. Uh, and you get home, and everyone's happy. You've rescued Emily. That was like the second mission. Uh, and everyone's happy. You share a drink, and then you get knocked the fuck out by poison. Yeah, because it was poisoned, because obviously you can't stick around because you know everything that just happened. Uh, so they take you out, and they drop you. Um, but Samuel, the nicest man in all the aisles... Um, only gave you half a dose of poison. So you're just knocked out. You're not dead. Um, and he takes you and drops you off in what is called the flooded district, um, an area where Dowd's assassins, he is another person. He is the person who killed the Empress. Um, he was the one hired by the Lord Regent to do so. Um, and he, uh, he and his ragtag crew of assassins um, is just chilling out there. And then he doesn't kill you, uh, but he does leave you in a pit. He's going to get collect the bounty on Corvo, if you look at the notes in that area, uh, because the bounty for the masked man, who is now revealed to be Corvo, is, after everything you've done in the in the game, is, like, a really big chunk of cash, and uh, they mention somewhere that, like, now that we know that it's Corvo... That, then we can like compound these two bounties somehow and like negotiate for an even better oh deal. that makes sense they're going to basically they're going to sell you back to the loyalists oh. right but they don't get to do that because you fucking vamoose yeah you fuck out of here uh you get um, your stuff back you take out or you you have the option to take out dowd yeah or do what i did and um steal the key you need from him and then fucking leave without him ever seeing you or knowing you were there. I even intercepted the one guy who's scripted to appear and then walk into the room he's in to tell him that Corvo escaped. I like, I like saw where he always teleports in and like just walked up behind it as he came in and just kept him from telling Dow. So in my version of the game, Dow just never heard that Corvo got out. That slaps. <laughs> I um I tried to get that guy, but he was always just a little bit too fast, and Dowd had already looked up. Uh, so yeah. he would just see him get murdered, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, well, fuck." I would like I was on it was in that hallway already, so yeah. I just you know you gotta do a short blink to get there, but but you could uh, do it. Yeah, and then uh, basically. You figure you go back to the Hound Pits pub, which is your headquarters, and it's been overrun with uh, the City Watch, who are searching for your other uh, friends who are still stuck there. You help them out. You find out where to go, which is the big lighthouse that the Lord Regent had been building that you are now told about as his like big monument to himself. Yeah, um, and that's where the Loyalists have all holed up and. You go there and you decide the fate of an empire. Yeah. If you've been... So the game has two sort of routes. And I think we both played both routes. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. I did play both routes. And I played 
there's a there's a thing called chaos. It's high chaos or low chaos, and it's like high chaos is killing people, is getting seen a lot, is just causing mayhem, uh, and that results in more plague victims, which are the weepers, which are people who like roam around and vomit spit on you, trash. Uh, they do spit on you. They cry at you. There's also more rats, and the rat swarms can, like, devour bodies, which can be useful if that's what you're doing, but can be very bad if you're trying not to kill people. Yes. Uh, Low chaos is, you know, remaining unseen, not killing people, taking the slightly more uh, circuitous route in each um, level to do a non-lethal thing to the target that removes them from play rather than just killing them. Um, and that means, like, there's less guards, there's less plague victims. Like, the difference was very stark. I was surprised, because I had never played Low Chaos until the last couple days. Oh, I had only played Low Chaos. <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah, I was surprised by how many more people were in High Chaos. Oh, yeah. Like, there's one part in the Flooded District where you come out of the sewers, and there's a huge mound of bodies in High Chaos. Yeah. And it was just, it was just fucking gone in in low chaos, um, and basically, this goal comes to a head in the last level at the lighthouse because if you're in high chaos, there's a huge storm, and uh, it's nighttime and it's very stressful, and Havelock and Ever- like Pendleton and Martin, who are the uh, the noble character and the uh, new high overseer like you have a a person in your crew that um represents like oh now we have influence with the church or with the nobility or with the military yep um and so pendleton is the noble guy and martin is the overseer guy and they are like shooting at each other and then you keep going and like havelock is threatening to jump off the lighthouse with emily it's a whole messy scene yeah and meanwhile, in Low Chaos, um, Havelock just becomes so paranoid about everyone snitching on him that he just poisons all their drinks. Thanks, Havelock. Yeah. Um, so then it's like, also the chaos it influences how Emily sees you, and how you approach problem solving in this game informs how she learns like how to be an empress. And you will determine whether she is, like, Emily the Wise or Emily the whatever the high chaos one was. I don't remember what she, what I don't call remember. her. There's also a third ending where Emily dies. Um, it's kind of boring. Cause yeah. Because Corvo just fucking bounces. Yeah, also not canon. Also, uh, yeah, two of these endings aren't canon. I'll, I'll, I'll let, you, let you folks at home figure out which one. <laughs> Um, and that also brings us to the outsider who appears to you in a dream after you first get back to the hound pits pub after breaking out of jail he gives you his mark on the back of your hand which lets you have supernatural powers and also it's sick it's also fucking sick the void owns yeah um I can't decide which version I like better between this one or Dishonored 2. We'll get into that more when we um, when we play Dishonored 2. But basically, 
he appears throughout the game at different shrines you can find where you pick up the runes, which you use to buy new powers. Uh, he, like, gives you quips about the world around you and about the people you're after and about yourself and asks a lot of questions like, did they do this because of this or because of this? Or is it just the nature of man? Hmm. Uh, he's the one who gives the narration of the ending as well. Yeah. Um, and so by play style as well as actual choice moments, you sort of decide what, which of these two routes you're going to take. And the characters react differently to you, whether you're like the super scary guy or like just normal, I guess. Like there's like, I guess people, Samuel calls you like a really good man in the low chaos version. Cause you, yeah. you did all this and you didn't lose sight of what really mattered. Which is, I think it's kind of weird, uh, Samuel's whole uh-huh. thing. Because <clears throat> uh, yeah, he doesn't treat you any differently until the very last level. Yes, which is, um, there's actually three tiers of chaos. There's low chaos, high chaos, and very high chaos. Oh, there's the very high chaos? Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, in high chaos, he's like... Get off my fucking boat, Corvo. I don't want to see you again. You're a monster. You're no better than them. And then he fucking leaves. In very high chaos, he says, You fucking suck. And that's why I'm going to tell him you're coming. And then he fucking shoots his gun in the air. He fires off like a flare, right? Yeah. Yep. To let you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can you can apparently kill him to stop that from happening. I did that. Fucked up. <laughs> Fucked up. I stopped, he rent for his gun. I stopped time and took care of him. He's just—he's just such a nice man. If you're nice to every, well, air quotes, nice to everybody around you. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's kind of weird how the chaos system plays out narratively because in some cases people still think that the target is dead. Like yes. the city thinks that the Pendleton brothers are dead. Yes. Uh, the older two that you have to go and take care of at the Golden Cat. The city thinks that. Uh, what's the other one? It's not the it overseer. Would be Lady Boyle. Lady Boyle is is missing or dead. Um, but the even though that doesn't change, the city can drastically change based on your personal like actions. Yeah. So it is like. After playing through both of them, I, I'm like pretty sure that the whole chaos system is completely diegetic and is like the outsider's perspective of you or like his opinion because he's like the one making these comments. And this game is a very individualist because obviously you're playing as the one guy who can determine the fate of the empire. Yeah, whether it will fall or enter into a golden age after this whole fiasco. Um, But it's like, it assigns this morality to you personally killing people, but it, I mean, it doesn't use the words good and evil, right? Right. It's just, at least it doesn't say, at least it doesn't say good or evil, but it's like, it has no perspective on like, the killing that happen or the violence that happens, uh, like when things run smoothly in an empire, 
Uh, right. And that's what it really is. Like, are things going smoothly or not? Is there unrest or is everyone just kind of like keeping their head down and doing what they need to do? And like, there is inherent violence in that that the game does not ever address or comment on. So it, it is like moralizing specifically about the violence of one person, which is you, the player, with the yeah. agency. Um, so it's weird. It it makes some comments about power that are very muddled and weird also. Um, I um, Did you want to add anything yet? Not No, not yet. Not to that okay. or anything. Um, definitely I'll- that high chaos low chaos should not be seen as like good or evil is like sure. at least at the at a minimum it knows that but yes if outside of that it does not say much else because i was th- the thing i was going to say is um this uh there's this narrative that emerges in the end game about the seduction of power mm-hmm and especially in the low chaos run, uh, Samuel talks about how everyone being that close to power finally wrecked their brains and like made them paranoid and tore them apart and put set them at each other's throats. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> the Lord Regent has been ruling the city for six months, yeah. and he has become somewhat paranoid. Um, I think he kind of was beforehand, too. A, a little bit, but he's a spy master. That's probably part of the job, is being That's paranoid. Um, and it is obviously exacerbated once Corvo breaks out of jail. Um, but he's, like, not killing his own people. He's doing okay in that regard. Yeah. Havelock doesn't make it 24 hours before no, he's, turning the on The same everyone. day, he is murdering everybody he knows. So I don't really know what it's saying about the seduction of power because it's on one hand we have the lord ruler who has like lord ruler lord that's, ruler that's, that's mistborn the villain in mistborn is the lord <laughs> this <is> the lord <laughs> regent the lord regent who is like taking over and like scheming to depose the empress because he's the one who started the plague yeah, he he brought in the plague from somewhere else that you went to ask, like, hey, do y'all know what's up with the plague? He, they did not know. He brought it in to clear out, basically to just genocide the homeless people, I think, is is what that audio message is. Yeah, and I think he just kind of wanted to get as many people as possible also. And then it got out of hand. Um, Damn, I hate it when a, that happens. It's interesting, he talks about it like the rats were like, confounding his plans and i was thinking about it and like yeah probably actually because the outsider was probably nudging things right yeah probably he's having fun with it um he's just having a good time like i said he's he's chilling chilling in the void mm-hmm. um but anyway like he goes to all these all the it's he is like his character is look at what this person has done for this power Look at, like, the the lengths that he went to uh, and, like, the cost of his ambition. He mm-hmm. ruined the city. He cast it into plague and into famine because he wanted power. And also because he wanted to genocide the homeless folks. Yeah, also because he hates homeless people. 
but that's not the same arc as Havelock and Pendleton and Martin get like wanting that glory and that power and then it causing them to tear each other apart. Like it's it's two different themes that are kind of clashing and it feels like the second one gets kind of tacked on at the end after you take care of the Lord Regent. Yes. Um, it, yeah, because it definitely doesn't show up before that. Like, obviously, these guys are kind of shady. They broke you out of jail to do some killing for them. So, obviously, there's something going on there. Um, and also because it's a video game. But uh, they, they're they mostly okay up until, like, they are on the throne. And they're like, all right, well, shootout time. Yeah. Time to, time to reminisce about how we were just a couple of crazy dreamers. In the back of a bar, and now I've poisoned you. And if only, uh, if only they could see us now. And it's <laughs> Alas, like, what? I don't know what story this is trying to tell. Are you trying to talk about like the links that someone can go to to get power, and like the ways that people capitalize on tragedy and catastrophe to cement that power? In the way of in the way that the Lord Regent like tries to tries to just ride through the plague and like tries to incorporate that into his plan, or are you trying to talk about like the dangers of aspiration and the ways that that like tears you apart in your interpersonal relationships and like the ways that collaborations can fall apart? Because that's a different thing. The Lord Regent has his inner circle, but not in the same way. They um they heard the phrase absolute power corrupts absolutely and they were like, Oh yes, time to make a video game. <laughs> well the the fucking slogan of the game is revenge solves everything. It is it is that. Um which I guess it, Two Graves. Two graves <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh so that's why that's where I'm at with this thematically. I was kinda hoping that it would have something more interesting as like a point even if it was like bad but i think they kind of just like missed a step on the stairs yeah or something yes i i definitely agree with that um, um there's another note i want to make later about how they could have told uh, another part of this story better but uh we'll say that for when we get move into the doubt chapter of this discussion okay yeah totally um i uh, we should talk a little bit about like um, lethal choices and non-lethal for the targets <laughs> specifically, uh-huh. okay? Um, because there's a few that are a little a little weird. Not well, not weird, I guess. The first couple are, um, I don't want to say normal, but they're closer to normal <laughs> than um, yeah, some of the later like- ones. Like the first one is when you go to get the overseer, you have the option you can kill him. Uh, and there are, you know, a number of ways to do that. Um, or you could knock him out, put him in a, an interrogation chair, and then brand his face uh, with a... Um, the Heretic's brand. Yeah, the Heretic's brand, which would cast him out of society forever, basically. Yeah, the uh, speaker says it is a minor crime to offer this man aid or housing. Yes. So, so to, to even look at him, you're probably getting arrested. Yeah, it's like... You are exploiting the intense fervor that the church has toward its mechanisms and it's like what it 
sees as good and bad or what it accepts and rejects. Yeah. You can like manipulate that to like cut off its own head. Yeah. Um, and I think that one is uh, interesting at least. Yeah. It's really interesting the way that they don't even question it. Like, Oh, somebody branded this guy. Oh, he's fucking gone. Canceled. Done. Yeah, canceled. That's canceled culture. <laughs> Cancel culture is when somebody ties you down and puts a brand on your face. That would that well that wouldn't get you canceled. That would get the brander canceled probably. But you know we I take what we can get. Accounts. It's twenty twelve. It's a little different. Um, and then the next one. Uh, the next one is the Pendleton brothers. The Pendleton uh, that you get his shittier older brothers. Um, who are part of the uh, parliament and are using their votes to block the the good people in parliament? Trunk? This part of the story is very vague and only gestured at. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's fine. It's a cool level, so I, I'll cool let it go, level. I guess. Um, and you take them out, or um, if you help uh, a guy named Slackjaw... Um, he can get you well no he actually just gets you in the back door right who is it no. that actually no it's Slackjaw. right he says hey listen if you help me out with this thing i will just put them to work at a camp that they own um yeah and nobody I will, sh- will ever know who they are i'll cut out their tongues and shave their heads and put them to work in their own minds yeah which is i'm like okay yeah i'm into that idea yeah eat the rich i'm all about it let's let's fuck yeah, like, them up it's funny to have like the the weird empire monarchy game being like okay gulag time <laughs> it is it is like that isn't it <laughs> it's a little bit like that yeah um then there's lady boyle who um you have to yeah, like figure Sokolov, out who... you take alive no matter what oh right i forgot about that level that was, that level was pretty good that might be the best that might be my favorite level is the bridge. really it's a really strong and not too long level yes uh, in terms of just raw, play the game, do the mechanics, avoid detection, deal with enemies and traps in certain configurations, like, it's just a really well-done level, I think. Yeah, and, like, the the part at the end where you get into his, like, big laboratory, like, the the building where you start, like, taking people out one by one feels really good. If you're doing it quietly. Uh-huh. It's it's very it's very methodical. I like it. And then also he has a he has just a lady in a cage that I guess he's yeah. using in the, as an experiment. It's kind of weird because if you let her out, the game doesn't even acknowledge it. Right. Like I thought it would show up at the end of like special actions release Sokolov's prisoner, but no, it right, doesn't. Because at the end of each level, there's a little thing that's like you helped X Y Z person. You did. You you opened this safe. You. But they don't even acknowledge this lady at the end of that, which I thought was strange. That's weird. That feels like something that like just didn't. Pan yeah, maybe out. they just forgot or didn't end up going anywhere with that storyline, or because she's like a test yeah. subject. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the. That's also it's like an interesting one because it's specifically set up like the others, but instead of killing him, you have to like take him out of the level. Yeah, because you need and information he has. You, you move people around a little bit in non-lethal takedowns, but you never exit with a person in that way. Yeah. Outside of Sokolov. Uh, there's Kurnow, but, like, you just dump him in a dumpster, and then it, yep. it like, zones him out. Uh, but Lady Boyle... <laughs> Lady Boyle, a little bit, little bit awkward. Uh, her non-lethal option is selling her into sex slavery. 
yeah, specifically guy, to the one man. Yeah, he, there's a guy who's like, oh, I love her so much. Uh, if you bring her to me alive, I will make. I know what you're here to do, and I will uh, make her disappear for you if you give her to me, uh, because I love her so much, and she'll love me too eventually. Uh, and so you do that, and he just he up, sails up, out into the takes, night with her. Takes that little boat out into the canals, and she's gone. Um, then that one is definitely the most uh, like iffy I felt about them. Um, mm-hmm. But also the the fuck her. She was fucking the dictator, and also she's rich. So whatever. Fuck yeah. out of here. Um. After that is. Is that the Lord Regent's next, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, after you take care of her, you go just straight to the Lord Regent. Um, you can non-lethally take out the Lord Regent by playing the confession tapes he keeps in his office uh, to all the bad crimes he did. But his the emails, loudspeaker. though. But his emails. <laughs> you leak his emails. <laughs> you leak his emails, and it's just him saying, I brought the plague in to kill the homeless people Ha-ha. because they're always drinking and not working. Yeah, it's it's very standard. And then he gets arrested. Uh, yeah. And executed because they talk like he's dead in the next couple levels, regardless of whether you killed him. So again, you know, chaos, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um... After that, you that is when you're taken out, and then you can you have the option to kill Dowd or not kill Dowd, but he is portrayed as somebody who's just like, man, really fucked up killing that Empress, didn't I? I think I'm gonna get out of this business. I'm good, actually. I don't know what I'm doing anymore, dude. Yeah, just really this... not feeling this murder thing anymore. I'm not having a good time. I wish I could have been the one to kill the Lord Regent, because he's... He's a fucking scummy He's asshole. He's a real piece of shit. I should have never worked for that of, guy. I never should have taken that job. Um, although if you straight up fight him and not just assassinate him, he has some really cool lines. I don't know Does if he, he did that. I did not. I ne- I I have never done combat in this game. Because uh, like, if he's alerted and looking for you, he says some really cool things about like, I know your footsteps, Corvo. We have the same ones or something Damn. like that. And then like... When you start fighting him, he stops time, and now he and he says, "Now we can fight the duel no one else can at the edge of the clock." God, that's sick. <laughs> it's pretty fucking Damn, cool. Damn, that was cool. That was so cool. <laughs> that was so cool. I'm so mad um, about it. Also, you can't stop time in that room. I don't know about you, the rest of the level. You can, but he just moves regularly. <laughs> no, because even when he's not alerted, it's like it just slows down. Oh, really? Okay, because I definitely stopped time to take out one of his guards. Maybe mm. he was just moving very slowly, and I didn't notice. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been either way. Not sure. Could have been either way. Um, but he does not get stopped. That is that is the end of it. He does not get stopped. Because he yeah. also has outsider powers. He also has the outsider powers. He's got... He's got the fucking thing where he's Kaladin Stormblessed and he's sharing all his powers with all his cool friends. <laughs> yes, basically. Yes. That's not for... That's should... two distinct Sanderson references in this <laughs> app. You're going to have to edit that second one out because it's a spoiler. Uh, Sorry. Anyway. That's um, cool. That's so cool. Um, uh, uh, and then the mission after that just goes straight to um, taking out Havelock and them uh, high or low chaos. Well, it's, 
after the flooded district is the Hound Pits Pub, which has the lethal, non-lethal option of, hey, we built a big gun. Do you want it to stun everyone or kill everyone? Oh, yes, no. right. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even think about that as like one of the like lethal or non-lethal things, but it definitely is. You're right. Well, if you do the lethal version, Piero comes out and he's like, wow, destruction on a massive scale. Just starts fucking jerking off about <laughs> how he's making war weapons now. Um, Piero and Sokolov are going to kiss a lot, probably. Oh, God. They're, yeah, it's awful, but it's true. They both suck. They both suck, well, but they are going to make out. Sokolov is like a dirtbag in the very like likable way. Yes. Piero's just a little pervert, man. Piero is just a little pervert. Sokolov is Sokolov's the guy who's like, eh, what are you gonna do, huh? And then he like <laughs> takes it and then like takes a drag of a cigarette and then chugs a bourbon. <laughs> just a whole bottle. <laughs> he's like, I'll tell you anything if you bring me the right brandy, and you're like, alright, man, I got it right here. And he's like, cool, here's all the information you need to kill his wife. <laughs> I don't know her name, and I didn't see her face because I only painted her ass. I did paint her ass, though, and that shit was choice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Love's not a pervert, but I'm definitely talking like he is. <laughs> Sokolov... Oh, here's the difference, right? Sokolov doesn't fuck, but he knows what sex is. <laughs> Piero's an incel. <laughs> He designed all the dildos for the golden cat, remember? <laughs> God. Yeah, true. He built all the uh, devices for the for the golden cat. And he They, they made and he, a specialty shock chair, a shock pervert chair for the golden cat. And then like cups my hands over my mouth and he still has the blueprints if anyone's interested. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Maybe Sokolov's also... okay. Maybe he's good. <laughs> he's good. He shows up in two. So. Does he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, there's also three other characters in the Loyalists who don't fucking matter at all. Yeah, there's like one of the one of the ladies is played by one of the girls from Game of Thrones, which is crazy to me. Um, but sure. like, yeah, I, this is this game's got names in it. There's Cecilia, Lydia, and Wallace. Nobody gives a fuck about Wallace. No, Wallace. He's a piece of shit. You can just like. There's one time when you're at the Hound Pits where he's just, like, admonishing one of, like, the maid girls for not being fancy enough. Uh, because, listen, you know, rich people used to come here. You should be better than this. It's like, wow, shut the fuck up, dude. There's a plague. If, if you use the heart and find out all of his secrets, because um, you have, oh, by the way, you have the Empress's heart with gears in it that you can pull out and hold up to people. And then her voice will tell you secrets about Oh, them. yeah. And her soul is in it, question mark? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's made, it was made by the outsider himself. Yeah, he took her heart, and then he put some gears in it, and he's like, it's steampunk now, uh, and then it can talk. No, he's like, it's not steampunk, Corvo, it's industrial fantasy. It's whale punk, Corvo. (laughs) Um, it tells you secrets about people, and, like, Wallace is a piece of shit, he's like, he, he he eats and eats as his wife and child grow thin. Yikes. Yeah. That's bad. It's like, he doesn't hang out with his family anymore because he does this shit instead, but not out of, like, devotion to the job. He's just, 
Uh, this is a better life than living at home with my wife and child. Yeah, he just doesn't like his wife and child. Got it. Cool guy. Yeah. Uh, he gets fucking owned. He does get murdered. One you, of the... I think, you can't prevent is it, that. Is it... Who's... Which... Lydia and Cecilia, who's who? Uh, I believe the Cecilia lives. Cecilia's the redhead, I think. They're both redheads. Are they? They're both redheads. And the third butch lady is also a redhead. She's even less important than them. Uh, but she gets out. and she doesn't Yeah, but get... she's just hanging out in an abandoned apartment. I didn't realize that they were all redheads. You think I would know this? I thought you would... Uh, no, I don't know anything. You, you'd recognize. Um, right, so Cecilia is the butch. Uh... Lydia is the maid. And who's the third girl who, like, lives? Lydia? Lydia? No, Lydia's the butch. Oh, no. right. You already said Lydia. No, I'm, I'm fucking up right now. Cecilia <laughs> is the butch. Okay. Lydia is this the This super maid. doesn't matter. It super doesn't matter, but I am looking at... Uh, Google search girls in dishonored. <laughs> dishonored girls. Dishonored girls. Uh, Callista. Callista's the third girl. Right. Callista's the one who makes it out. In is she a redhead low... too? Uh, I guess she's a brunette. Yeah. So Callista Carnau is the one who actually teaches and like takes care of Emily. And in yeah. the low chaos version of the game, she's in she lives and she's in the tower. Yeah, she's hiding in Emily's room. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for coming with us on that journey, everyone. Yeah, that was great. Good audio. Yeah, it's great. Um anyway. Anyway uh, Wallace and and Lydia die. For sure. Yes. Like, Callista can die. And Cecilia is not even living with them. She's across the street, so she's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. I don't either, because we, we went on a wild tangent there. <laughs> uh, I think we, this tangent started with Wallace is a piece of shit. Wallace is a piece of shit. I tried to kill him once, but then the game told me that I had ruined the whole game, which is not yeah. true, but whatever. Uh, anyway, then we get to the last mission, and there's really not a thing to do here. Um, no. You either kill... Well, the thing to do is, uh, in High Chaos, Havelock is at the top with Emily, and you can subdue or kill him and rescue Emily, or not. Um, in Low Chaos, he's just reminiscing into a fireplace. Yeah. Uh, and you he doesn't either attack kill him you. or knock him out. Right, he doesn't attack you unless you pick up the key to Emily's room. Oh, which really? You do need to do, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Uh, but if you have time stopped, then uh, he doesn't notice. So there you go. Yeah, I was at he the last level, and I realized like I've just been sitting on like ten mana potions this whole time. I'm just gonna walk up to him and just burn time stop every other uh, you know minute or so, and just I'm just gonna walk through this level. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, in my low chaos run, I had max mana potions most of the game, and then from the flooded district on was when I was like, oh, actually, 
running into some trouble here. I think that there's not enough mana potions. You can't you can't upgrade how many potions you can hold. You can have ten. No, I'm uh, um I am the person who anytime I spent mana, I waited for my thing to recharge before I spent more. And generally, the only two moves I will use are dark vision and blink. Uh, when I play yeah. that game, which means I never have to spend mana. Yeah, same, except that I wanted to get fucking fancy in the last couple levels, so, like, when I took out the Lord Regent, it was like, I was on the chandelier, he's coming around the corner with an overseer and a dog, he's talking to a guard, there's two more guards on the stairs, guess I'll stop time, drop down, sleep dart, sleep dart, sleep dart, sleep dart, let time go, stop time again, chug a potion, run over to the stairs, sleep dart, sleep dart, now I'm gonna fucking run and get everyone carried into this bedroom and lock the door... It didn't get That's seen. That's pretty tight, though. I had to. I, it was frantic, uh, but it worked. I didn't get seen. I got ghost on all the missions. I got two kills on the first mission, and I don't know why. I think it must have been the two guards that get eaten by rats, but I don't know how to avoid that. Uh, no, it it was probably somebody you left like where rats could get them, or somebody's finger was in water mm. or something. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, you hate to see it. Make a pee. <laughs> That kills them. <laughs> this kills the guard. Ain't <laughs> I shame? Um, but yeah, that's the lethal non-lethal options narratively. I do want to talk about options mechanically because there are not an- enough non-lethal options. No, you can uh, have up to ten sleep darts, which at, by default only work if the enemy is unaware. But you can upgrade them to also work during combat, which is which means like any time. Um. And then you can sneak up behind somebody and choke them out. Uh, and then you have some attacks that I guess don't do damage. Uh, like the Wind Blast knocks people around but doesn't kill them. Only the first level of it, though, because if you upgrade it, it will kill yeah. them. It will kill them instantly. I did have a good time running through the Flooded District with only magic before I got my stuff back. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to break... Because I didn't pick up a sword, obviously. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, shit, I don't have any gear on me. How am I going to break through these wooden planks to get the whale oil tank to open the thing? I guess I'll just hold out my hand and throw wind at it and just blow it all down with my magic because well, I'm magic. That is magic. pretty cool because you're a magic man. It's really cool. Um, I, it makes me interested in the idea of a magic-only playthrough. Oh, no killing people with uh, swords or crossbow or anything? Right. No sword, no crossbow, no bullets, just possessing people and sneaking around and, like, teleporting around. And Can you eventually... knife somebody when you possess someone, though? What? When you possess a, a person, would you use the sword they have? I don't think you can do that. Oh, really? Okay, well, never mind, then. I never tried it, but I thought I have only... I thought the description was you can only do clumsy things like walk around and open doors. And Got it. That might be switches. true. I don't remember. Um, I don't use possess on people. I used it one time at the end of my low chaos run to drop down and possess a an overseer so I could walk through a wall of light and then immediately pop out from behind him and then choke him out. I, I also possessed a dog. That was really fun. A what? A dog. Oh, okay. I never did that. That's cool. I never thought about of, that. I only did rats or fish. Yeah. And when you pop out, they start throwing up. Oh, bummer. Yeah. 
Hate to see it. Uh, um, you can't choke out a dog, by the way. You do have to sleep dart that dog or kill it. Or kill it, which is a use of resources. If you sleep dart a dog, you feel like an idiot. But also, it counts as a kill, so sleep dart it that dog. It doesn't count towards your kill count. Um, I googled it. Hmm, I did okay. some searches for it. And it does not, because I got clean hands on my, my low chaos run. And you, you can, you're canonically admitting on the podcast that you kill dogs? Yep. Damn. That's fucked up. It's just the truth. Um, but yeah, that's the only options you have non-lethally. Uh, meanwhile, you have a crossbow that can kill people if you like shoot them enough, or if you shoot them in the head, it instantly kills them. You have a fucking sword, you have a, you have a bullet, yeah, I mean a gun... Bullets come out of the gun. The you, bullets do come out of the gun. You can't just throw you, bullets at people. You have grenades, you have incendiary bolts and explosive bolts, and you have an explosive bullet you can shoot as well. Yeah, There's they put in a lot of, of stuff to kill people. Yeah, a lot. A lot of stuff to kill people with. Yeah. Um, and not, the, like, your options for non-lethal are sleep dart or choke them out. That's it. Also, you can summon a swarm of rats and have them devour an enemy. That's but that does count option. as a kill. That extremely yeah. counts as a kill. Um, yeah, so that it's it's very uh, it's very balanced towards you getting into fights and stuff when there are like multiple achievements and uh, like bonuses for never being seen or caught. There's a bunch of achievements for never being seen or caught, and there's also a bunch of achievements for like made an enemy shoot another enemy or killed six people in under a second with the crossbow. Hang on, there's a fire truck going by. Yeah, I did it. I did. There is one where you like move 30 meters within one second or something. Mm -hmm. And I did accidentally get that once when I stopped time. Yeah, same. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, oh, right. Yeah, you can do that. Um, um mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know if i have a lot more to say about like the base game of dishonored i i will say because i didn't know and didn't google it there were a bunch of in- npc encounters that i had to manipulate because i didn't want them to kill each other and have it count against me for oh. kills um and so there's two good there's two uh uh, uh oh like hacks. in those first couple levels especially uh, but, like, yeah, in the Sokolov level, there's two gang people. I don't know. They might be hatters. Uh, they're like, I'm going to run up on a, an arc pylon and get zapped. And so I f- finally, eventually managed to figure out, okay, I'll stop time. I'll choke this guy out and pull him away, which will turn on the other guy into, a, a, like, combat mode. And he will run off toward the arc pylon. But if I chug a potion and stop time again, I can choke him out before he enters the vision of the other enemies, and then I can drag him back, and I will not oh, activate. You don't the get in combat. trouble for that. Well, I did it, and I also stopped those two guards <laughs> from stealing that lady's potion. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, you you don't get penalized for those dudes running into the arc pylon. I'm glad. Yeah, because that's a lot. Yeah, I also gave up on trying to avert the gang war in the Dow DLC eventually I was just like I hope this doesn't count <laughs> yeah it doesn't um which sucks because if like a rat eats a corpse eats a, like an unconscious person that counts as a kill I think it's specifically because you are in charge of where you leave that unconscious person 
And if like if somebody goes and gets themselves killed of their own accord and you never interact with them, that's different. You know, you you don't have any part in that. You don't have to intervene is mm-hmm. basically the rule. But if you have already interacted with it, then it's your fault. Mm-hmm. This is the core ethos of the game. Yes. You you don't have if any other, influence. If other people get killed of their own accord, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you personally are involved, that's bad. Yes. It's yeah. Uh, I th- is that it for what we have to say about Dishonored? Uh, yeah. Let's um let's talk about uh let's talk about the Dowd DLCs, the Knife of Dunwall first, um, mm-hmm. which is f- fucking sick. I think it's the best of all three. Yeah, I I think I agree there. Um, it's very funny that between these two DLCs, they were like, oh, we should add one last uh, outsider <laughs> power to the end. But um, yeah, so Dowd, um, y- you get a little mission as him. The outsider comes to you and is like, wow, you fucked everything up, huh? You, you really, really fucked it all. I also don't like you anymore. <laughs> we're not friend. Friendship ended. <laughs> Um, and friendship he, ended with Dowd. Now Corvo is my best friend. Now Corvo is my best friend. Um, and he, uh, Dowd is like, okay. And the outsider gives you the name Delilah to investigate as Dowd, um, because you have to stop something from happening. But that is all the information he's going to give you. Um, so you you set out on a quest. You go to a um, meat packing, a whale killing plant. Yeah, uh, the whaling fan. Yeah. Plant factory. Well, yes. I talk. I get You're, paid to talk. It talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Is this mission specifically? Well, go ahead. Um, well, the whaling plant is under lockdown and protected by the city watch because all the workers went on strike. Yeah. And so all the people inside are the scabs still working. And they're being protected by the city watch so that the strikers don't, like, interfere with the business. Because as the loudspeaker announces in this level, uh, collective bargaining and industries deemed, like, critical to the state is a uh, capital offense. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) it is. Which is very interesting and would be way stronger if... If this was a Jessamine Caldwin protocol and not a Lord Regent one, yes, it would be way more interesting to say, yeah, the good Empress also crushed unions. Yeah, I guess obviously because she's an Empress. Because she's an Empress. Yeah, I guess that would be more interesting. But they want you to think that she was basically perfect. Yeah, like the the implication is that she's like the good queen. Yes. And, oh, if only we had the good queen, we could weather this storm. If only, if only we had a good queen, then we could get through everything. We would be at brunch. We'd be at brunch right now. <laughs> God. Yeah, it is that, isn't it? It's exactly that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you go in there, you get some information from a lady, um, about the Delilah, who is Delilah is somebody who had been. Um, God, she was somebody who was working with the Lord <laughs> Regent for a long time, um, and then was like Sokolov's apprentice. She was a painter, um, and then she became a witch. 
Yeah, so she was one of Jessamine's childhood friends. She lived in the tower with Jessamine. And then she became a painter who apprenticed under Sokolov. Um, I don't know. I don't know when the witch part happens. I don't know either, but she's a witch now. She's a witch now. She's poison ivy now. She's po- she is poison. She's discount poison ivy now. We have poison ivy at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's got a little coven of witches. Yes. Um, and you, after you find all this out, which you go to the whaling plant and get some information from, because like, oh, Delilah was a boat. You go investigate the boat. You find out who owned the boat. It was uh, Barrister Timsh. So the second level, you deal with Barrister Timsh, and you uh, get rid- get him out of the picture so that you can let his niece, daughter, I forget which, uh, inherit all this shit. Yeah. And then she helps you out in exchange for that. Uh, and you learn about Delilah, the person who, all the things that we said, and she's living in the Brigmore Manor, which is out past the quarantine zone, outside of the city. Um, but you'd need a boat to get there. And that's, uh, you know, you're going to go home, you're going to go back to your base and regroup and, like, get ready to strike out on the next leg of your journey. And, oops, uh-oh, the church is here. The whole church came to find you because they figured out that you're an outsider boy. Yeah, uh, and they are executing this massive raid on your base, and so you get to uh, play a less dilapidated version of the flooded district zone. Yes, a better version of the flooded district level. Um, because this is happening. This the whole Dow DLC starts with showing you killing the Empress. You don't do it yourself, but it's no. And it ends with your encounter with Corvo in the main game. So it takes place through that six-month period. Yes, Um, right. And primarily throughout the events of the game, um, the main game, I think maybe... Yeah, okay. I think all of the levels actually take place during Dishonored, the main game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I think it is very soon after Corvo gets out of jail. Yeah. Um, so the timeline of Dishonored, the base game, is kind of weird because it happens over the course of, like, four days or something. Yeah. Um, and then there is a theoretical time skip between... Um, not a time skip, but there is time that passes when Sam drops you off in the flooded district and, like, the end of that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when that's you know when some of the other stuff happens. Yeah. So, um, the knife of Dunwall ends with you repelling this raid. Yeah. Uh, and like freeing your assassins and taking down the like lead overseer char- in charge, and then your assassins show up and they say, "Okay, what are we doing?" And you have the hit one button to say, okay, kill them all, or the other button say, capture them all, because this is still dishonored, damn it. Yep, god damn it. Uh, um, and then you get in a fight with your apprentice. Uh, or you don't. Oh, does she not challenge you? Not in low chaos. Oh, wow, okay, interesting. So, throughout this, uh, these three missions, you are accompanied by Billy Lurk, who is your lieutenant. She's super cool. She's, she's super kinda- cool. She's kind of sarcastic, and she's like your 
your your right hand gal, and um, you can tell that she's special because she's got the same uniform, but it's red. Uh huh. And then at she's, the end, she is the Shar of Dishonored. <laughs> she's the Shar of Dishonored. She's never betrayed anyone in her entire life. Never, especially not in high chaos. Um. Anyway, at the end, after you've repelled this raid, Delilah shows up and she taunts you, and she's like, "Stay the fuck away from me, uh, or else." And then she's also like, "Also, Billy's my girl." Uh, surprise, idiot! You got you got tricked. You got betrayed. This is Billy's trick, and um, <laughs> Billy's trick. Billy lurks like, ah, I did fuck up. I thought you were slipping, but then I saw you on these missions. And you're just your dick is huge, dude. I I don't know. I'll leave, I guess, or it's you can kill great. me. Your yeah. choice. And um, then you have yeah. you can either spare her, and then she fucking bounces from the city, or you just kill her. I had to fight her because okay, so I was having a lot of trouble with the first level of this DLC and I thought it was bugged for a while because people were definitely seeing me through walls and stuff and I was getting really frustrated um, which ended up like putting me into high chaos Um, I eventually like played it you know reload enough to get ghost but um, ended up playing it high chaos so I assumed that fight just always happened but that was that was foolish yeah I I did that the last time The, the first time I played this game which was in 2017 Mm-hmm. I think it's 2017. Um, I played all of it in like a day or two and definitely played High Chaos because I wasn't very good at it. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is that this time I played High Chaos and then I came back like a week later and played and just blew through Non Lethal and Ghost uh, because I just had learned the levels by then and yeah. like playing through. Deciding at the start of Knife of Dunwall, but okay, I'm going to do no kills, no detections throughout this uh, DLC because it'll be short and it'll be less frustrating. And it turns out that th- these levels are better than most of Dishonored One. I They're think much they better. are they are smaller and more intricate in a way that makes them much more fun. With the exception being, in my opinion, the Draper's Ward level in the Brigmore Witches. I didn't like that one. Is that the that one, one with the gang war? Yeah, there's just yeah. so much backtracking and busy work. There's in that a lot one. of backtracking in that one. But um, I did like the part where you kill the guy from Fallout New Vegas. They just put Mister House in that <laughs> in that DLC. Sure, I have again. Uh, I have not played New Vegas. Oh right, I forgot. <laughs> but it does keep coming up on this podcast. Yes. Um, anyway, my point being, like, my decision to just play through the Dowd stuff non lethally and without getting detected immeas- immeasurably Im- uh, improved the- those experiences. And then, like, I had so much more fun that I was like, okay, now I'm going to go back just for fun because I've done all the podcast work. Yeah. I'm ready to do the podcast. I'll just, for funsies, I'll go back through, see how it feels to do low chaos. And, like, it, it was fine. I really missed some of the things you get as Dowd. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the second DLC, the Witches of Brigmore, um, or the Brigmore Witches. It's one or the other. I don't remember. But, uh, the Brigmore Witches. Yeah. So um, Dowd has... Um, you eventually uncover information that uh, Delisle's whole plan is she is going to possess Emily. Um, and when she's put on the throne, she will just be the Empress then. 
Um, yeah. And it's it's going to be her inside Emily's body. Uh, so you have to put a stop to that. Um, you do, like, a couple things leading up to it. Um, you find a guy who is still involved with Delilah and talk to him for a little bit. Um, and eventually go to her mansion with all of her um, uh, lesbian girlfriends. With her 500 have, subs who have with her With her enormous polycule. Um, but you're you're skipping over a couple of things. Oh, okay. Well, you, um, you go ahead then. So you need a boat to get to the Brigmore Manor, which is where Delilah's hold up. And to get a boat, you have to go to Coldridge Prison, which was the How could I forget of... this? <laughs> you forgot about Lizzie. Fool that I am. And you bust Lizzie out of jail and you bust you take her to the sewers. And that level is so fucking good. It's really the good. The jail is really good. Fuck that guy who snitches on you. Who snitches on you? There's like there's like just gang members in the cells that if they spot you they'll be oh, like, Oh yeah, they'd be yelling guards. about you. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then you take Lizzie out, and then you help her reclaim her gang that has been, like, she was betrayed by her lieutenant, and you help reclaim that and get her boat back. And then when she's back in charge, she's like, I'm a, I forgive all of you, but for these six people, I need a finger and two from you. Uh-huh. Which is, which is, which is some gay shit. That's gay shit. It's gay shit to, uh, point at the, like, almost unique character model that's like the very gay lady that is your your like your like first mate um and say two fingers from you please that's gay shit. <laughs> you can't you can't just do that that's gay do... <laughs> that's gay you can't gay. just do that but it is gay yeah just know what you're doing yeah um, maybe they knew maybe when they made this game they were like yeah we're gonna put some gay shit in this Delilah tells you that you're a bitch idiot through a statue. That's so true. <laughs> you can talk to statues of her. Um, and yeah. she like possesses the statues. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, in Barrister Timsh's office. Yes. Uh, you can you can do that. It's, it's pretty neat. It's a neat trick. Um, Delilah's trick. Delilah's trick. No, Delilah's trick is the painting. That's true. She can just possess all art. I hope you liked Delilah, by the way. I did. I liked her. Good, because that's the main antagonist of Dishonored 2. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm actually really surprised by that. Because, you know, you you deal with her pretty good. You do do a number on her. (laughs) Yeah, you you put her, Um, you either kill her or you put her in a painting. Well, specifically a painting of the void. Yeah, fucking fucking mist-looking ass. You boot her into the void, um, and yeah, you go into the manor. There's almost a bunch of traps and shit. That that, that level's bad. That I level's think. bad. That level's not good. Uh, I don't like the dogs. The dogs are really bad. You you can't kill the dogs. They just keep coming back. Well, if you well, you can, but if you break the skulls, it counts as a kill. Oh, really? Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, also, they're a lot tougher. Yeah. It's just, and also, like, it's just kind of a frustrating level to move around in. Uh, so, because it, 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 there's no, there's no other part, right? Like, yeah, it's just that big open area. It's one zone, and it's just the place. And, like, that's what the Lord Regents, th- like, when you go to, 
um, the, the Dunwall Tower, like, you're not going through the city to get to the place. You are also always at the place, but that was... I don't know, it that was better. more traversal. There was way more traversal in it's that. Got, it's got more altitude than um, the, That's the last... True. Yeah, than the, than the manor does. And it's just, like, it feels better to go through a level with lots of rooms... And, like, specifically multiple buildings and going through different spaces that are different. Whereas this level is kind of one big open outside area and then one big open mansion. Yeah. And the mansion and... is, like, intricate, but it, it is kind of all samey in a way that, like, yeah, the city is all kind of the same shit, too. But it felt more dynamic because there was way more like rooms and stairwells leading to other places and nooks and crannies and you can go to different apartments that look different and yeah um, like i i understand that like it's probably the same amount of diversity of environment it's just just it felt better in the city also all the people in the manor teleport around and that's fucking annoying it's kind of annoying (sighs) um there's one of them you can talk to that she gives you some info so oh okay, so. yeah, that's good. That's one of the favorites uh, because at the beginning, oh, right, since you don't have a hub, thing. you don't have yeah. a hub to go back to. So between missions, you have the buy upgrades and ammo menu. You can also buy favors, which are like, oh, I'm going to leave you a rune in the ditch over there. Usually, is one of them. Yes. Um, or here's a combination to something. Or I left some whale oil tanks out for you and stuff like that. You're very cool. I wish those were in the base game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so also the chaos meter in the Dow DLCs is kind of just Corvo, basically. Um, How do you mean? Like, like it it affects the levels a little bit, right? The same way it yeah. does in the main game, but. The story thing is high chaos, Corvo kills you at the end. Low chaos, Corvo spares you because you're the same person, basically. And if you're playing as low chaos, so is Corvo in the hypothetical playthrough happening like three miles away while you're doing these Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I didn't know what uh, influence Corvo. I guess I should have realized, but I wasn't thinking about it. Also, you do fight a duel with Corvo at the beginning of Brigmore Witches in your dream. That does not count as a kill if you beat him. Oh. I did very badly because I don't do combat in this game. I just sneak up on people. <laughs> well, you can't not just fight him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's too, he will just fucking chase you down. You cannot avoid him. Yeah, that's Corvo. That's Corvo. He always gets his man. He does. Um. So yeah, that thing that I wanted to say about the the strikes is basically the big thing. My takeaway from like I was thinking about the way that this game used the union. For most of this game, and I wish that because they, they they lean into it because you're going around and you're getting like PA announcements from the guy who runs the the plant, like 
anyone, any strikers out there listening, you know, my generous offer still stands. You can come back for half pay and 40 lashes or whatever. Yeah. And it's like the butchers are talking and they're like, what do you mean dangerous work? We're the ones who do the dangerous work here. We're holding wait saws. A, wait a second. Do you think maybe we ought to union? And then the other guy says, shut the fuck up. Don't don't start this. Yeah, do not. You're not allowed to. It's literally a capital offense to yes. collectively bargain in specific industries that are deemed essential to the state, which would be the best ones to do it in. Yeah. If they're so essential. Yup. Uh, but yeah, the City Watch will just roll in and protect the scabs from protesters. They will do that. Weird. Um, yeah, weird, huh? Um, I think. Oh, the last thing. We should talk about gadgets. We should talk about gadgets because Dowd's got a million more, and he's way cooler than Corvo, unfortunately. <laughs> Dow- First of all, Dowd talks. Yeah, first of all, Dowd talks. He's a real character. He's um, a character. So that with, helps a lot. With motivations and dreams. and He talks. He has choke dust, which is a grenade that makes people cough um, and makes it easier for you to, like, sleep dart them or whatever. Or sneak by. Or sneak by. His crossbow is mounted on his wrist. Which is so much cooler. It's so much cooler, and sometimes when you assassinate somebody, the animation is him using that. Just put the wrist crossbow up to somebody's head and then shoot it. Yep, it's it's so good. It's sick. It makes me like, okay, Dowd has wrist crossbow. What if Dowd had wrist blade? Hmm. What if wrist blade on both hands? What, what if, if Assassin's Creed? <laughs> what if sneaking with wrist blades? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um... He also gets stun mines, which are, like, you have mines in the base game called Spring Razors, and when an enemy gets close, they uncoil it with, like, these bladed wires that kill anything, like, in their radius. That sucks if you're doing non-lethal. Yeah. Uh, But you can get stun mines in Brigmore Witches, and it's that, but non-lethal, it zaps them and knocks them out, and then you can upgrade it so that it'll do it twice before breaking, which is great. There's, like, two... Uh, witches in the sewer that you can sneak up on. They're yep. like waiting for you to get ambushed. And you can just sneak up, plop one of those down and get out. And, uh, and it'll just zap both of them and you no one knew. That's also, when you ready the blink power as Dowd, when you're not moving, time just stops. Yep. Which so is you can, really how you it should have worked. If you need a minute to think before you fucking teleport, if things are getting dicey, like, you need to teleport over there, grab a body, and then teleport out and make sure that you're out of sight lines, for example. You can just hit that button and hold it, and time is stopped. You can look around. You can see what your options are. You can know where you're going to teleport. It's so fucking good. It's way better. It's way better. I I don't know if they realized that, like, after the game shipped, and they were like, well, fuck. All right, we'll put it in the DLC and just we'll, we'll work on it there. I or, don't know. Like... It each one is has more options and more cool things you can do than the last. Like uh, they introduced the pull power in Brigmore, which is as well, which I didn't find much use for. Yeah, I didn't either. Like you can use a body as a shield if you're doing a high chaos kind of thing. Um, there is one part where you like pull a 
um, whale oil tank out of a wall to stop an arc pylon so you can right. run past it. And that was like the one time I used the skill. And I was like, oh, that was really cool. And then they give you like no other options. There's like nothing so, else to use it on. So here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I did use it like when I tried to take out those witches so that they wouldn't ambush the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a rune over there, so I just yoink, grab that rune, right? Yeah. Um, also, the whale oil thing is funny that you mentioned that because um, just just like a little preview of what is to come, in Dishonored 2, uh, Emily doesn't have blink. What? Emily has a lash. Right. That, like, grabs onto windowsills and stuff, um, but it also grabs whale oil tanks. Okay. Like that. And grabs bodies. So it's really interesting to watch them like build this game and then tinker with it in the DLCs and then like reincorporate those ideas into the next main game. I'm into it. Yeah. Like there's just, it's just a really interesting evolution to watch. And I, th- I do think that Knife of Dunwall is the better of the two, but that's mainly because I, I think that... It's just better level design when it comes down yeah, to it the, for me. The, the levels in the second DLC are just a little bit lackluster. And a little and long. That second mission goes on a yeah, while. It really does. It really does. Unless you're do- I guess maybe if you're doing High Chaos, it's faster. You could just breeze through it, I guess, but that could be said for like every level. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. Yeah, I like it in theory, but like, you meet a guy who was the dressmaker for the Empress at one point. That was kind of cool. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know, neat stuff. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff we haven't really talked about in this game in regards to like, you know, we didn't talk much about Granny Rags. We didn't talk much about like the other people. Uh, oh, there's one detail that I thought was very interesting. Oh, okay. The Outsider says eight people in the world have his mark. Mm-hmm. Delilah says six people in the world have his mark. Hmm. That's very fun. There's shit she doesn't know, and she thinks she does. That's good stuff. Um, I really want to know, like, obviously I haven't played Death of the Outsider. I yeah. want to... I, don't know yet if there's space for more games like this in this setting after that because i would love more <laughs> like yeah. i just want another one um and i'm just looking at these comics and looking at these books and like corvo has a badass older sister out there somewhere what's she doing what's she doing what's um, she up to fortunately um they are making death loop right now which looks like just another dishonored um, but a oh, bit oh is that arcane? I didn't know. It's arcane. Yeah, it's it's those same guys. If you look, oh. go. It, I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, but if you go watch the trailer, you can immediately go. Oh, that's a dishonor. <laughs> they they're using the same <laughs> shit. I uh, I saw the first trailer like a year or two ago. The one that just came out like the other week. Uh, mm-hmm. the, oh, it's oh, it's a dishonor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Is that it for our discussion of design? Do we want to? Is there any themes in this in the down stuff that we want to talk about? Like, not really. He's he's kind of he's kind of a sad man. He's just kind of sad. Yeah, he's, he just doesn't like what he did. He feels, but bad. it's not that interesting. Yeah, he doesn't feel bad about the life of murder that he did. He kind of mostly, he mostly feels bad about just yeah. He one. mostly just cares about the empress. 
Things are bad. Could the city get any worse? I never doubt it. <laughs> right. So this is one more thing I wanted to bring up. Okay. We clown on those guards all the time. And yeah. we, we post those quips that they do at each other on Twitter all the time. It wasn't until I started the Dowd missions that I realized why they made the decision to have the guards do that. Oh. Um, because you don't start with dark vision, obviously. Oh, so yeah, so you can hear that. Don't, yeah, they're constantly letting you know where they are and, like, you know, what, like, what direction they're moving. Because, like, I was sneaking around in this apartment in the first level of Knife of Dunwall, and I heard somebody just going... Goddamn uh-huh. elixir, the plague, and it's like, oh, there's a guy in here. Yes, that you know what, that is good. I the first thing I usually do is get dark vision, but in yeah. the DLC, the first level of dark vision does not let you see people. So, yeah, you have you right. You do have dark vision level one, but it's level two that lets you actually see people the way that Corvos because they they mix the dark vision and the heart into one power because obviously Dowd can't have the heart yeah and they didn't want to say okay everyone with the outsider mark gets their own bespoke heart <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed my time with this game it was very fun I'm it's a int- really good it, game I was even like having fun picking apart like what the fuck is it trying to say about power and monarchy? I don't fucking know. Like, the Empire can't survive one bad ruler. Like, if Emily is bad, then the whole thing goes to the shit. It goes to shit, yeah. Yeah, like, the, that's not how empires work, usually. No. The, like, the state is a bigger thing than just the, the ruler, but this game has such an individualist mindset that it, it can't see that. Um... Like, even with my criticisms of it, I think this is a very fucking fun game. And it's even fun to, like, just talk about, and, like, even if I'm being critical of it, it's just, I like the setting a lot. I like the aesthetic a lot. It's got this, like, kind of comic book vibe where it's, like, not taking itself too seriously, but taking itself a little bit seriously. It's serious enough. It's serious enough for it to, like, Here's here's these characters and these plots, but it's not too serious and it's not too goofy, but it does allow room for some goofy stuff. Yes. Uh, I don't know tone. I don't know how to talk about tone, but the tone was good and fun. <laughs> yes, it's good. It's good. It's just a fun fucking video game. The game is simply good. Yeah. Do you want to do emails? Yeah, let's do emails. Um, you have sent me, I. Th- I think he only sent me three. Uh, oh, we got one while we were, uh, two while we were recording. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. So I'm going to take this first one from Hannah. Okay. And then you can just go from. We'll alternate. There's two Hannahs. So there I'll are take two the first Hannahs. Hannah. First, Hannah asks. If you were a master assassin and you were looking for fruit to eat in a dumpster, which would you choose? I think that something like a grape or a cherry would be easier to to eat if it were in a dumpster. Like, the less meat there is to go bad in a fruit, the easier, I guess. Yeah, definitely. What about you? 
Um, you should uh, verify me through your phone for the email oh, address okay. <laughs> or somewhere. Okay. Um, um, I I'm I think I'm with you. Um, if you found some raisins in a dumpster, probably nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah, it's probably still all right. I like raisins. Raisins are good. Underrated. They're good. Under raisins. Okay, it should be. Uh, tap 15 on your phone. Oh. 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 Uh, Try again, but it's 69 this time. Nice. That's staying in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was doing something else and then it popped up. So. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where's the other one? Okay, the other Hannah email now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay, the second one from Hannah L. is Sea Shanties good? I say good. I say good. I, yeah, I, li- I like a Sea Shanty. Yeah, I liked playing Assassin's Creed 4 and having them sing as I was sailing through the night. Yes, that was good. It's good stuff. They have that in, I think they just have that in all the ones now. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I should play Rogue. I hear that one is just that, but more. I have not played Rogue. The last one I played was Odyssey, and that one's fun. Mm. I used to be very invested in Assassin's Creed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then three happened, and it's not because yeah. three is a bad game. Because three has a lot of a lot of flaws and problems in it. I um, hated three. <laughs> but the end, I I mean, look, my my problem with three and why I lost my investment was not those things. It was the way that they just wrote off the plot and decided no we're not doing that anymore they did do that um our next email comes in from ev who says hello journalers i'm excited to hear what y'all have to say about dishonor maybe it'll be what i need to go back and actually finish it if someone was going to make you a cool corvo style mechanical murder mask what gadgets would you have included in it um you know how the gundam has guns in its eyes or you next to that? its eyes. I want that, but on a mask. I want it to shoot little, like... I don't know what it'll shoot. But maybe. But it's going to shoot gun. something. It's going to shoot something. Maybe it'll shoot lightning or something. Maybe. I um I enjoy um the the zooming thing a lot that it has in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun. I think um, it's funny that when it plays the animation of you taking off the mask and you can immediately push the zoom button and it still works. <laughs> I haven't tried that. That's very funny. Zakorvo's just got a really, really cool eyes. Maybe the mask doesn't do anything. <laughs> he just has a secret outsider power. Yeah. Um. What would I put in my cool mask? Uh. You got to put a voice changer in your cool mask. I think. Ooh. Uh. So you can actually talk to people. Um. I think that's. I think that's the extent of it. I don't think I have oh, any. Fancy. I want to. God. <laughs> I don't think there's anything fancy I want to put in there. Alright. Okay. Uh, next one is from Autumn. Um, who does say, what's up gamers? We have two emails from Autumn. One, the entire text of the email is just, what's up gamers? <laughs> the second one has the questions. Uh, in which they say, I really love the setting of Dishonored and wish we got to see more of it. Uh, a lot of the favorite characters and setting details are in the Dowd DLC, um, which had 
them thinking that they really want the Dishonored expanded universe, a couple of novels, comic book series. Um, but you want those trash, trashy, uh, dozen kind of pulp novels. Um, two questions. Do you think Dishonored has the space space? Okay. Uh, do you think Dishonored has the space for that? Or do you think the world is too small for there to be many interesting spinoffs? No world's as big as you want to make it. The, the, the only restriction is making it a video game, right? Because yeah. if there's only eight people in the world who have the outsider's mark, you don't want to have eight games where you play as every single one of those people. Because that makes the world very small. Right. You can just tell more stories in the setting. And I think, like, also, like, those eight people aren't the only people with magic because witches exist. And yeah, witches... and they're explicitly not outsider people. Right. Like, some, I think Delilah has the mark. But, oh, okay. But, like, some people can do magic without it and, like, steal magic from the outsider. God, the outsider's so messy. He fucking just gave Delilah and Dowd the mark and then told Dowd, like, hey, you should go find this other one I gave the mark to. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, she has and the mark. Fight. Or, or she used to. I don't really remember. I don't know. What um, else? We'll figure it out. But yeah, like, the only restriction there is to, like, not make it a video game. Or if you do make it a video game, you have to, like, do your best to make it expand the world. And, like, the one way to do that is to just not have the superpowers in it. Or to yeah. have... Or you could play as an uh, an overseer and have different magic powers. Yeah, just because, do something you don't... It's... Yeah. Yeah, just don't make it the outsider powers. Yeah, the the thing about it is they don't have to be outsiders. Like yeah. not those people. Like there's um, I'm sure there are plenty of weird stories to tell about just like the whales or like just yeah. there's just so much weird shit in the setting that they never talk about that you could probably do anything. Like magic definitely exists outside of the outsider because the outsider insert thing from Dishonored 2 here. Yes. Uh, but yeah. You just like don't give me a th- what fourth person with the outsider's mark? Right, to play do as? something else. Like I don't know. Does Billy have the mark, or does she? I don't. I don't know the details on the. On I actually outsider. don't know. But like, yeah, do something new or do something like differently, and then it definitely has the space for that. Uh, you know, there's so much of that setting that is only referred to and not seen. Yeah, there's a lot of books. There's a lot of text that you can find that just talks about stuff, and you're like, what the fuck? And it has nothing to do with anything in the game, uh, which is fun. Yeah. Um, they have a second question, which is, what is a franchise video game or otherwise that you wish got its own expanded universe? And the ones I'm thinking of, I think, do have an expanded universe. So Me, sadly, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I wish The Force Unleashed had an expanded universe. That game specifically? <laughs> that game has some very interesting things in it about how, like, the um, the rebellion is started by a bunch of politicians and bureaucrats who right. are upset that they're not in power anymore, not started by the actual oppressed peoples of the, of the galaxy. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. And interesting. It's, it's very weird in Lucensian. Yeah. Um, for people who don't have never heard me say that. Lucensian means like George Lucas as an adjective. That's the word that I picked up from Never Tell Me the Pods, which is a fantastic podcast. Um, 
they say Lucensian to refer to like the things that George Lucas would do and the decisions that George Lucas would make because he's such a fucking fascinating man. He's a weirdo. <laughs> he's a weirdo. Uh, this is not a George Lucas podcast. This is not a George Lucas podcast. We should go to the next question. Uh, it's my turn. So, uh, Nessa writes in, Given that at least Nora has been taking the fully non-lethal route, do you think the games give you enough options to keep non-lethal fun on its own, or is it only fun in the context of being a challenge? Uh, not in the base game. It's not... They don't give you enough tools. They sure. don't, but also I have fun doing that anyway. I, yeah, I, I think sure. also there's, like, not uh, not even about it being, like, being enough... Um, not enough tools to like keep it being fun i just think i have fun with that kind of game yeah um i remember wanting to play non-lethally but being frustrated when i saw the fun weapons and powers that exist in the game were only useful for lethal purposes to the point where i eventually abandoned non-lethality with plans to do it in the future um i will say that i like kind of how it's sectioned off of like you don't have enough runes in the game to get everything but you don't want everything, because if you're doing high chaos, you're not going to buy, like, uh, possession, probably. You don't need it. You're you not gonna... That. Uh, god, what... Like, all of the ones are for lethality. <laughs> like, I didn't buy any of the buffs other than one level of agility to get the double jump. The double jump is good, yes. Um, but, like, if you're playing in a high chaos mode, you're not gonna... No, if you're playing low chaos, you're not going to buy the Rat Swarm. You're probably not going to buy the Wind, although I bought it because that's my favorite one. I think that's the coolest one. Uh, and I use that for, like, obstacles and and stuff like that. Um, Ahem. The Wind sucks. No, it blows. Shut up. <laughs> shut, yeah. Shut the... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that they, they learned and they tweaked that as, as they went on with the DLCs. Yeah. Um, from, uh, Crystal, um, what do you think of the concept of the non-lethal takedown in these types of games where you can simply choke someone out or hit them with a sleep dart to be left conveniently and safely unconscious with no lasting harm? Would you prefer a version where there's no safe violence and any confrontation with an enemy will seriously injure or kill them? Um... No, because being able to do all this stuff without actually killing anybody is a power fantasy in itself. Yeah, and also, um, it's not what the game's about. Um, not to yeah. just be themes brain again, but like, it's, um, it is saying something with a certain tone, and that's not the tone that Dishonored wants to be. And if right. it did, then it would be a lot less cartoony and a lot less fun. Like, not fun to do, fun to be in, like that world. Um, I think that that's a perfectly valid thing to do, but I don't think that that is part of the, like like you said, the, the fantasy of this, this genre. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got one more email. One more from Quinn. Quinn says, I'm super late, having just started Dishonored today, but I had a question about how the game and its systems and and incentives interact. There's this thing in the game, and I'm sure I'm not the first to call attention to this, where most of the powers available to you 
in the game. In the form of the powers and their upgrades are designed to make inflicting violence on others easier and frankly cooler, while the other, other systems of the game incentivize stealth and avoiding killing. How do you read or make sense of these intersections or misses of the game's structures? What meaning do you make of navigating those tensions if you experience them as tensions? Um, I think we have covered most of this. Um, I think that there are structures to incentivize both playstyles, be- just because, um, like, they have both options in the game and they want you to do both options, and because, like, the choice is part of the selling point. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I didn't really perceive it as a tension, um, necessarily, outside of, like, some questions about, like, why narratively uh, these choices have these effects, but um, I think that there are incentives for both for both paths in the form, not just of like, oh, if you don't kill, then you'll have an easier game, but also like, you'll get those sweet chivos. Sweet chivos. And if you do high chaos, you'll be doing a lot of fights, you'll feel like a cool, big, tough badass. Mm -hmm. Because you'll have adrenaline or whatever. I don't know what that does. I've never bought that. I've never bought that. Um, I think it does sick animations when you kill people, though. I think that's the truth, yes. Isn't that cool? I I suppose that's cool. Um, The appeal of those kinds of things has definitely gone way down as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. I wish it had more to say about violence than just what if we didn't fight yeah yeah it doesn't have a lot to say um but yeah i hope that kind of addressed that i think so um anyway we've been going for a while we've been going for a while this one was a long one for a short one because we like to play dishonored I think it's because we like to play Dishonored. We're at two fucking hours. Yeah. <sighs> Didn't we do that? We did that for Mass Effect, too. That's what happened with but... Mass Effect also, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to editing this one. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, I think that wraps us up. So where can people find you online? Uh, you can find oh, me wait, on Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, we need to tell people what our plan is. Oh, yeah. Next month, we'll be playing Mass Effect 2. You might have heard of it. You may know this one. And the week, the week, the month after that, um, since this one will be our July episode, our August episode will be Mass Effect 2, and our September episode will be uh, Dishonored 2. Yeah, we'll be doing it. I don't know if that's a small game, but I want to play it, so... Yeah, and we... Could have recorded this a week ago. Yes, like, we've been done for... Like, I played all of uh, Persona 5 Royal also between, like, when we did the last recording in this one. We we have time. Yeah, for sure. And then after that, we'll do Mass Effect 3. Then we'll do Death of the Outsider as an actually short game. <laughs> Finally. Um, and also because I that, that one is the new one for me, uh, and I think it's new for you as well. It is. Um, I haven't played any Dishonored 2 stuff. Uh, I really wanted, like... I'm interested in that, and I want to, like, give it a little more space. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, after that, we'll be uh, Andromeda. 
closing us Andromeda. off. Andromeda. So that's our set for the rest of the of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're playing along with us, feel free to tweet at us, email us, uh, let us know how those games are hitting you. I feel like we've uh, we've packed the off months with some good games to offset the Mass Effect. <laughs> to offset Mass Effect, because oh boy, um, I I started Mass Effect two last night, and oh well, we'll get there. But oh boy, yeah, um, I gotta get the PS3 plugged in so that I can play Mass Effect two. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> rip. Um, now you can tell people where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y-E-R. Um, you can find me at uh, audioentropy.com. Um, I need mayo.com. Uh, this this podcast that you're listening to now. Um, and at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. You can find everything that I do at norablake.online. Uh, this podcast is on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, and you can support them at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Uh, please do that. and Give them your you fucking do, money. Give them the fucking money. Uh, your fucking money, rather. Yeah. Um, and also, for a dollar, you'll get their cool Gundam podcast, which, who knows, who might be guesting on that soon. I take it you're Should guesting I? on that soon. I might be guessing on that again. Um, and also, there's more stuff if you give them more money because that's good to do. It is, and um, it's it's all great. While you're there on Patreon.com, you might as well click that URL backspace 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 a couple times, and then type in export audio. Yeah, because uh, that's the other podcast network that I do most of my stuff with, and. Um, Doing a lot of podcasts is the thing. You're doing a lot. Uh, I've got, you know, We Are the Champions coming out every week. That's the League of Legends podcast. And then we have Cower Hour and Rush Jet Radio, which is a horror movie podcast and a Mega Man podcast coming out on alternating Mondays. Um, And also we have patron-exclusive podcasts where me and my co-hosts hang out and bullshit. So if that's the vibe you want... You can come out and uh, support us and get access to that. Hell yeah. I think that's everything. I think that's it. I think that's it. Um... Consider this journal. Another night, another podcast with you. Uh huh. Shall we gather for whiskey and cigars? (laughs) Never doubt it. Never doubt it. Uh, blow off chopper. <laughs> I love those guards so much. The guards are good. The guards, they're just good. Updated my journal.
What is it? I just wanted to say, congratulations on getting your own squad. 